0: Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord again this evening. Felt like I just did this last night. First Peter chapter 1, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. We're going to begin at verse 22. First Peter chapter 1, beginning at verse 22, it reads, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, Love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever, because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is a flower of the grass. The grass withers. And its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word by which, which by the gospel was preached to you. The gospel is likened to seed. The preaching of the gospel, the message of the gospel, the good news as we know it, its precepts, its standards... Like to seed. Verse 22, we back up. Since you have purified your souls and obeyed the truth of the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Verse 23, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides Forever. I want to say right off the top tonight that the seed is incorruptible. There is no problem with the seed. There is nothing wrong with the seed. There is no flaw. There is no fault. There is no deficiency. There is no lack. There is no corruption. And there is no provision for corruption. The seed is incorruptible. The Word of God, that seed is incorruptible, it's perfect, it's pure, brings life. Now we see two types of seed in this portion of Scripture, corruptible seed and incorruptible seed. Corruptible seed is just that, it's corruptible or perishing, An incorruptible seed is uncorrupted, not liable to corruption or decay, imperishable, immortal. Now, we all entered this world born of corruptible seed. We all entered this world perishing, every single one of us. Our only hope is to be born of incorruptible seed. That's where we find life. Not only life that speaks to this life, but life that speaks to the next. There is only one antidote for all of humankind. Verse 23 again, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. If you have your Bibles, you can flip over to Matthew chapter 13. The parable of the sower, I'm going to read verses 1 to 9. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, and great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow." And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. The seed is incorruptible. The ground, however, is not. The preaching of the Word of God, the Word of God, its precepts, its standards, its commands, incorruptible. The ground, however, is not. Seed can land on our lives time and time again, this perfect, flawless, incorruptible seed. And because of our corrupted ground, it is devoured unable to put down roots and it's choked up by thorns. ask tonight, what kind of ground is the incorruptible seed falling on? What quality of ground is the incorruptible seed falling on? What condition of ground is the incorruptible seed falling on? So when the sower is out to sow, is his incorruptible seed falling by the wayside on stony places or on good ground? When we are in church and the sower is out to sow, when we are in times of prayer and the sower is out to sow, when we are in worship and the sower is out to sow, when we are in the Word of God, and the sower is out to sow, and we're sitting under the preaching of the Word, and the sower is out to sow, and we are in the community of saints, gathered with brothers and sisters in Christ, and the sower is out to sow, I ask, what kind of ground is the seed falling on? Because remember, the seed is incorruptible, the ground, however, is not. And so we have a responsibility to take a look at our own lives and determine what kind of ground the seed is falling on, what quality and what condition of ground. Now, I understand full well that this can apply to salvation, but tonight I feel that the Spirit is applying this to us, believers. The ground is corruptible. We have to take care of the ground. We have a responsibility that we, when we enter into church, we've taken care of the ground. We're ready to receive. We have a responsibility that when we enter into the Word and we crack the book throughout the week that we have prepared and that the ground is ready to receive the incorruptible seed that the sower is out to sow. And again, I say, there's nothing wrong with the seed. The wrong is with the ground. I remember as a young boy heading out to my grandfather's farm. Go out there in the summer. And he took us out to this field. And he had a truck the flat deck trailer, and he proceeded to drive down the field and told us to walk alongside and pick rocks. And so we headed out and we picked rock after rock after rock. You'd be surprised how many rocks are in those fields. Now the craziest thing happens, you can pick all the rocks in that field, And think it's done forever, yet rocks keep popping up, rocks keep surfacing, and you have to head out again and pick up the rocks. You see, sometimes we think it's done forever, but rocks keep popping up, and we are responsible for the field of our life. To walk up and down the field and take care of the ground that when the sower is out to sow it falls on good soil that the seed can take root and produce the ground of our lives requires maintenance we are not done with this corruptible ground until we step out of this world into glory again I say tonight the seed is incorruptible the ground however is not and I pray that we leave here tonight with that phrase burning in our heart going through our mind that there's nothing wrong with the seed the wrong is with the ground And so if the Word is not producing like it should, if the sower is sowing and it's not producing, it's not that we go to the sower, complain, or blame the sower, or charge the sower wrong. It's not that we take the seed and call it corrupt. No. What we need to do is take a look at our ground because there's nothing wrong with the seed. If we leave the ground too long, we have a real problem on our hands. Condition and quality prove the folly. And I trust this is your heart tonight that whenever the sower is out to sow, his seed finds good ground. I pray it is your heart that when you sit under the teaching of the word and the sower is out to sow, his seed finds good ground. When you enter into times of prayer and the sower is out to sow, that his seed finds good ground. When you're in times of worship, when you're reading the word of God, that the seed finds good ground. Not only the seed we want, but all of it. We need the whole counsel of God To produce what God would desire Matthew 13 verses 3 and 4 behold a sower went forth to sow and when he sowed some seeds fell by the wayside and the fowls came and devoured them up what does the wayside speak of a traveler's way journey traveling a course of conduct a way a manner A manner of thinking, feeling, and deciding, and I believe the Spirit's saying tonight, the wayside is this, it's my own journey, and it's my wrong conduct, my wrong course of conduct. I've got my own manner of thinking, feeling, and deciding, and so what happens is when the sower comes to sow, the incorruptible word falls by the wayside. Because we've already got our own manner of thinking and we're not even open to the incorruptible seed producing what God would have it produce. We've already made up our mind concerning that area of our life. And so it falls by the wayside. What happens is that the ground is stripped of the seed Verses 5 and 6, some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprang up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. The stony places, the rocky, or stony places of a ground full of rocks. And I ask, what happens here? This is what happens. When intense heat comes, there is no root. Things get scorched and things get dry and things wither away. We need deepness. We need it to go deep. We need the seed to go deep. We need the seed to produce like it's supposed to. Not that it finds shallow earth, When's the last time we picked rocks? When's the last time we cultivated the soil of our lives? When's the last time we worked the soil? When's the last time we, we got some depth ready for seed? Shallow doesn't cut it. Get some depth ready for seed. Get some depth ready for seed. Prepare for when the sower wants to come and sow into your life. You need to go deeper. We all need to go deeper in prayer, in worship, in the word, in the community. All these things, we need to go deeper because when we prepare the soil, God will come. And he will sow into our lives and he will produce what we never thought it could. We have a responsibility to get the ground ready, to get some deepness in the ground. Verse 7, and some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprang up and choked them. Among thorns. Thorn or bramble bush, briar, thorny plant upon ground in which seeds of thorns were lying hidden. This could speak to so many things tonight. This could speak to associations, friends, that are really thorns or seeds of thorns. But we can't see it because they're hidden. But we need the eyes of the Lord. We need to see as he sees. What happens here is exactly that. The seed gets choked out by thorns. Seeds of thorns lying hidden. And again, this could speak to so many things. And I will just let the spirit go to work. These thorns that pop up and devour. Devour. And if we're honest tonight, we know what they are. We sit under the preaching of the word, or we feel the conviction. We feel the sower's seed go into our life, and we walk out. And what are the thorns that choke it out? What are the things that continually choke it out? Perhaps it's just one crop. It's one line that the Lord's trying to sow. Time and time again, the thorns choking it out we have to take care of the ground we have to take care of our ground we have a responsibility to take care of our ground see I can't get you ready to receive the seed and you can't get me ready to receive the seed we can try and help each other out but we are responsible for our own ground about to sit under the preaching of the word, or get in the word, enter a time of prayer, enter the house of the Lord, to join the corporate worship gathering, entering the gathering of the saints to be taught, strengthened, and encouraged by one another. Spirit, help me. Any wayside places? Spirit, help me. Any stony places? Spirit, help me any seeds of thorns lying hidden. Spirit, help me any corrupted places. Taking care of our own ground, our own earth, and preparing it for the seed the sower seeks to sow. There is seed ready for us every time we enter the house of the Lord. It's not that we come in and some weeks it's for us and other weeks it's not. Every time we enter the house of the Lord, no matter if you've heard that topic preached a thousand times, there is seed waiting for us. Every time we open the Bible, no matter how many times we've read that verse, there is seed waiting for us. Every time we enter prayer, there is seed waiting for us. Some of us don't even go deep enough to get the seed. That's the problem. We just want to walk in and get the seed real quick and walk out. But God's saying, get some depth, and I'll come, so. I'll come with the seed. We have a responsibility for ourselves. We are the corruptible. The seed is not. His seed is always perfect. Now, we know that preaching can crack the ground open. We know that the Lord can crack the ground open. We Definitely know that the Spirit comes to crack the ground open. But I just want to remind us tonight of our responsibility to ready ourselves for the sower seed. And can we just call it the Lord's seed? That we would be those that are intentional concerning our own lives. To ready ourselves and prepare ourselves to receive the sower seed. I do want to share... These words with you tonight, words of David Wilkerson, I do not agree with all of the Puritan writer's doctrine, but I love their emphasis on holiness. These godly preachers called their sermons deep plowing. They believed they could Not sow true seeds of faith until the soil of their listeners' hearts had been deeply plowed. The Puritans made sure their preaching went deep, cracking all the fallow ground of their listeners' souls. Their sermons produced genuine repentance in their congregations, and in turn, over the years, this produced strong, mature, faithful Christians. Today, however... Most preaching is all sowing and no plowing. I hear very few sermons nowadays that dig deeper than the topsoil. Deep plowing does not just address the disease of the sin, it digs down to the very cause of the disease. Much of the preaching we hear today focuses on the remedy while ignoring the disease. It offers a prescription without providing surgery. Sadly, we cause people to think that they have been healed of sin when they never knew they were sick. We put robes of righteousness on them when they never knew they were naked. We urge them to trust in Christ when they don't even realize their need to trust. Such people end up thinking, it can't hurt to add Jesus to my life. Charles Spurgeon, the powerful English preacher, said the following about the need for repentance I trust that sorrowful penitence does still exist. Though I have not heard much about it lately, people seem to jump into faith very quickly nowadays. I hope my old friend repentance is not dead. I am desperately in love with repentance, it seems to be the twin sister of faith. I do, not myself, understand much about dry-eyed faith. I know that I came to Christ by the way of weeping cross. When I came to Calvary by faith, it was with great weeping and supplication, confessing my transgressions and desiring to find salvation in Jesus and in Jesus only. We need depth in our lives. It's amazing what we're giving people today I just listened to something from Leonard Ravenhill he's passed now but he said I'm blown away I go into churches and people give a salvation call people come up to the altar and they spend four minutes there and they head out and they're clean and we tell them all is well and you're going to heaven And he said, That's crazy. I can't even get my car through the car wash in four minutes. And you're trying to get your life clean in four minutes? But that's what we've made it. But maybe that's because we're looking for followers, not disciples. We're into numbers not change. It's got to go deeper. Concerning our own lives, many of us, if not all of us, are saved here tonight. But God's not finished. Like church isn't over for us. Receiving the sower's seed those days have not ended. And I encourage all of us to go deep and always be ready for when the sower heads out to sow seed in your field. Let's have the team return tonight. You know, perhaps someone has come to lead us out to our field, to take a look at our field. To take a look at our ground. The kind, the quality, and the condition of our earth. I shared that story about how my grandfather would take us out to the field. There were rocks there. He didn't have to point out where every rock was. We could see him. And if the Spirit is leading you out tonight... Or would you let the Spirit lead you out tonight? And if you see rocks in the field, would you commit to picking them up? If a brother or sister has come to you to lead you out, or if a parent has come to you, or a grandparent, or a Christian leader, whoever it might be, someone that cares for you, if they've seen the condition of your field and they see rocks, and they see that the sower's seed is not producing, and they've come to you to lead you out into your field, to show you the condition that you might see. Would you take a walk? Rather than rejecting their invitation, rather than putting it off, would you take a walk in your field and commit to picking up every rock? Start picking up rocks. They've seen the stones, the rocks, so they came in love. Let them drive and get walking and start picking up rocks. Sometimes it takes people to point it out because we've lived with them for so long that we can't even see them anymore. Or perhaps God has opened their eyes to the seeds of thorns that are lying hidden and they come. They're there to help us. Don't push him away. Don't push him away. Let's stand tonight. I'm just going to pray as the team begins to play. Lord, we thank you for your word. God, every single one of us here tonight, we are all level at the foot of the cross. I pray that each one of us would take care of the ground. That we're ready the ground, we would prepare the ground. And Lord, if there is ground that needs to be broken up, we would get to work. We would team up with your spirit. We would invite your spirit. We would invite you to come and lead us out in the field of our life and show us Show us where the thorns are. Show us where the seeds of thorns are, the wayward places, the wayside places. Show us where the stony ground is, Lord. God, that we wouldn't miss one seed, one supernatural divine seed that the sower would seek to sow into our lives. But every seed that falls into the ground of our lives would produce exactly what you desire, Lord. Not just 30-fold, not just 60-fold, but 100-fold according to your promise and your word. That we would stand fully mature in Christ, continually growing. And Lord, help us to remember that the work is never done, that rocks keep popping up. And so once again, we must be diligent and go over the field. God, that we wouldn't let time pass and too many of the rocks to surface. Though they might surface, but we would be those that deal with them on a continual basis that they don't pile up and then it's just it's too much for us to handle and we pack it in. We try and sell that field forsake it, but God, I pray that we would be those that are diligent. We thank you for your incorruptible seed. Bless you, Jesus. All that I am, let's sing that out. All that I have.